Welcome to another new episode of Heartfelt Consciousness. So today's guest is Allison Pinulay. She's an ERYT 200 and Yoga Alliance continuing education provider. So Allison specializes in anatomy and is an integrated yoga tune-up teacher and teacher trainer, certified role model method teacher trainer. And so I hope you enjoy this episode today and I'll catch you guys on the other side. Good afternoon, Allison. How are you today? I'm great. How are you, Laura? Not too bad. Not too bad. So we were just um, kind of chit-chatting before obviously recording and everything. And um, actually what interests me was that you had mentioned that you actually now have a new little studio space that you had carved out in your home. Mm -hmm. And I actually just had the same thing. Um, My husband spent probably about... about six months, um, because he has no building experience whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) So about six months, um, carving out a space in our basement. Um, so eventually I'm hoping to do privates as well. Um, I actually have our first vaccinations, uh, this weekend. So, uh, good for you. Hopefully that'll also be soon. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, so you can always tell us if you want to tell us about that, that would actually be kind of cool sharing a little story about your little space. Like how did that all come about? I guess it's, it's been something we've talked about for a while. So we've never used the rooms in our house for the, their intended purposes. So this is technically the living room of our house. Mm -hmm. Um, but when we first lived here, it was my husband's home office and then, when we had our second child and he got an office out of the house and we turned it into a playroom. And so three kids raised playroom, video game room, all of that. And then as the kids left the house, it became the attic (laughs) kind of like, what are we going to do with this? We'll stick it in the playroom. So it was, it was kind of mortifying because I had a curtain I put up across the doorway. If people came over because this house was, this room was just full of junk. (laughs) <laughs> and it was actually our, our daughter, our 24 year old daughter who kept saying, we need to make this into an exercise room for you guys. And when I was looking at closing the studio, I closed my yoga studio at the end of the summer. Um, we thought, yeah, let's do this. So, so we got busy at some major purge first, as you, yeah. as you may know. So mm-hmm. that felt really good to do all that purging. And now we've got this big empty room with beautiful walls. The name of the color on the walls is Sage Wisdom. Ah. It's so pretty. <laughs> These nice, I mean, they're laminate wood floors. And um, my husband put in dimmable lights in the ceiling. Oh, and it's, <laughs> yeah. Although he had so, a higher yeah. electrician for that. I, I, he was like, I'm not going to touch the electric. Mine uh, has become quite the Mr. Wirer. Um, oh. It scares me a lot, but <laughs> you know, he's so far, so far he's still alive. So yeah, we have this nice room and I've started, we brought a bookshelf in and I've loaded it up with props. And I was telling you ahead of time, I had my first one-on-one private in there and I'm hoping to have small group classes in there as well. Um, My driveway is an issue, so I could probably only do it in the fair weather because I have a steep driveway. So I don't know if people could come in in the winter, but we'll 
cross that bridge when we come. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, oh, that's it's awesome. It's been an exciting project, and yes. and we're calling it the Movement Room because, uh-huh. and we may get into this later in the conversation, but my my yoga has really evolved into movement. Um, I, I don't like limiting it to yoga poses mm. and and a traditional kind of yoga practice. So we do, I think of it more in terms of, and I call my classes yoga for functional movement. So it's the movement room. Interesting. Actually, I had a guest on last week that is the same, kind of the same model that they're going after, but I'll save that for another time as well to kind of talk about that, but I'll have to point that episode out to you. Um, yeah, so anyway, yeah, so we were introduced um, from Anne, who actually was a previous mm-hmm. guest on the podcast uh, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. Um, so would you mind actually love telling Anne. Yes, love <laughs> Anne. So re- yeah, that restorative episode yes. is definitely a popular one. I think um, people are loving it. Um, so would you mind um, just telling the listeners a little bit about yourself and your initial journey uh, with yoga? Okay, so um, like Anne, I'm in my early 60s, and my yoga journey actually started in high school. It's hard, it's hard to imagine, but I was in high school in the 70s, and the Beatles went to India and got a guru, and were doing yoga things, and Be Here Now came out, um, which if, you know, it's Ram Dass's kind of trippy book, and <laughs> so we started kind of following the be here now, the more kind of philosophical, maybe psychedelic aspects of yoga. And then my sister and I were at Heinen's and they used to have little books at the checkout. And there was a little tiny book, like one of those pocket books on yoga that we bought. And we started going through it and doing the poses together. Um, So I hadn't quite associated the spiritual with the movement of it. Um, but I actually was able to, in high school, um, do an independent study and get a, get a high school credit for um, studying yoga and Eastern religions. So that was really Very cool. cool for me. My mother found a teacher who came to the house and we did yoga every Saturday morning. And so that kind of got me into the practice. I would say I went away from it for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I still did some poses and I think I know that the ideas stayed and the way of looking at the world stayed in my mind, but I didn't really come back to it officially until, um, I was doing step aerobics and body sculpting at the JCC and Tammy Schneider, who owns Cleveland yoga was my mm. teacher there. Mm-hmm. And one day she came in and said, next week, this class is going to be different. I hope you'll come and I hope you'll like it. So instead of doing our body sculpting, we started doing, when she first started, it was Reebok Balanced Body Fitness Mm -hmm. and quickly segued into Baptiste Power Vinyasa Yoga. So that's my entry then back into the world of yoga was through Tammy and Baptiste Power Yoga, which I loved. And it felt like, wow, this is cool. I'm getting exercise and I feel so much better in my mind. Like, I became so much less angry. And I think if you read my bio, I said that I, when my kids were little, I was just frustrated and angry a lot of the time. And it didn't, I didn't like who I was. I didn't like the way I'd lose my temper with them. And then I started 
with yoga and it just went away. I just found this patience and this love. And so it was a great, it, it was a never looked back kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I did look, I did eventually find my way past the Baptiste power yoga. I, I love that, but it was too hard on my body. So I right. have a much gentler personal practice now. Um, and I did my teacher training with Marnie tasks who task who, if you're from Cleveland, you probably know Marnie and Marnie's amazing and she's a friend and I learned so much from her and what I love about her. When I was looking at teacher trainings, I asked a friend who'd done a couple and she said, well, if you want to learn how to teach a yoga class, take Tammy's training. But if you want to learn to be a yogi, take Marnie's training. And I was like, oh, I want to learn to be a yogi. <laughs> <laughs> so um, she's so good at teaching the philosophy and weaving the underpinnings into the movement. I love it. That was a long answer, wasn't it? <laughs> no, I love that. I love okay. that. And actually, okay. it's ironic you say, um, so my teacher, actually, she was part of the first Cleveland yoga teacher training. Um, oh, back. Okay. So she, so her, so I also, even though it wasn't, it's not technically called, like she wasn't, I guess, one of the, a Baptiste certified she wasn't baptist certified right yeah so she so hers was influenced by it so it had a okay. similar obviously similar components mm -hmm. obviously very yeah, powerful so who's your teacher uh carrie traster okay i know the name but i can't yeah, she um she also, in my, in yeah and she was at okay. uh lifetime fitness for quite some time oh, okay. to teach also leading uh teacher trainings there for a oh, while okay. uh back when after she had just basically, I think, uh, was just teaching and everything. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so okay. again, back to you. Not about you. <laughs> yes. So no, I don't really care. You know, no one really needs to hear all this about me. Um, so kind of from that point, you know, you do have uh -huh. a lot of um, significant amount of training, just emphasizing in anatomy and therapeutic benefits of yoga, because you even mentioned your own practice has kind of become this more gentler um, mm -hmm. kind of practice. Um, so what do you think uh, drew you actually to that kind of teaching? A couple of things. First of all, just I've always been somebody who wants to know what's under the hood, who, you know, took things apart to see how they worked. So it made sense that I wanted to understand how the body was working. Um, I, during my teacher training, I, one of the things we watched was the Paul Grilly DVD series on the skeletal anatomy and the differences, how differences in your bones affect how you can do the poses. And so I went and did a training with him soon after my teacher training, because that was so interesting to me. And it just, I got just totally, well, it's a, it's, it's an audio thing, but my, <laughs> my water bottle says I heart anatomy. I just got <laughs> so into um, anatomy. The other thing that led me there was my own pain and my own injuries. Um, I, even before my teacher training, I had a torn, I suffered a torn labrum in one of my hips and kind of in my teacher training, even then my goal was to figure out how can I keep doing this practice I love and get this feeling and this peacefulness and this openness to life and the world that yoga gives me um, and not keep hurting myself. So I'd say pain was my guide 
to getting into anatomy and therapeutics to understanding how the body moves in the poses. Um, so yeah, I went there. I did the Judith Lasseter courses, and then I found uh, Yoga Tune-Up, which is very anatomically based and really was populated by people like me who loved the yoga practice and loved the movement and loved the spirituality, but maybe through some essential hypermobility or something like that, we're getting hurt in a traditional yoga practice, a traditional modern postural yoga or asana practice. Um, so yoga tune-up brings in a little more biomechanics and a little more strength and kind of owning the movement as you're going through the movements. That's cool. Actually, I just, um, I had gone to a workshop. This was some time ago. I want to say it was even maybe like four, four years ago or so, uh, where my instructor had, I, I think she might, one of my teachers had, uh, had distributed, we had bought the, you know, the yoga tuna balls, yoga and, tuna balls. Uh-huh. Yeah, and use them. And they just kind of gave us an overall um, kind of general mm-hmm. usage of them. And, um, but I, it's kind of funny is that you mentioned that and I even, I was kind of looking forward to this conversation. I might have to have a conversation with you afterwards. <laughs> um, <'cause> I did, <laughs> I'm a runner and um, uh-huh. I've been experiencing, I actually just had to use these the other day. I had a Google, um, you know, Jill Miller's a couple of her classes on YouTube to see what I could do. Cause I have some it band issues that are ah, okay. coming up when I'm running longer distances. Mm-hmm. So I did find something, it was called a ball plow. Uh-huh. Course, um, <laughs> and even the instructor who it was a different, it was a different person that was demonstrating it. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, I'm not, I'm not, you're not seeing my tears right now. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, what is this? <laughs> what is this? Like, she just kind of, and, and I'm like, oh, I see what she means. Exactly what she means. It was, it was painful, but at the same time, I, I could also feel it being relieving um, and that relieving a lot of the tightness that was occurring. What, in- what we sometimes um, refer to as productive discomfort. Yes. I, I would say that's probably a good, a good descriptor of that for sure. And then even my husband the other day, he's been having all kinds of issues where um, he has some upper back. He had a bulging disc um, a while oh. ago. And mm-hmm. um, uh, there's of course, certain yoga that he really shouldn't and shouldn't be doing it all. And um, I think just overall, you know, he's still working from home. So he's, you know, got in front of the computer. He's, the he's day. A lot, yeah. Um, you know, right by his uh, shoulder blades, scapula, all that fun stuff up there. I'm like, here, there's probably a yoga tune up video you can watch for this. And I had, I did happen to find one with Jill Miller in it. And she was again, showing, demonstrating, he didn't do it yet, mm-hmm. but um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's I, a lot of in, in my privates that I'm doing with the, I told you with my corporate client, um, yeah. a lot of the times, you know, last night, the woman that I met with was like, so this, can we do this? <laughs> it's like, yeah, get your balls, you know, well, and just, it, it, it does bring relief the thing. So two things I want to say, just, yeah. um, your husband with the bulging discs. One thing that you get these diagnoses and it kind of becomes your story. And like all of a sudden, sometimes people get into this, I can never do this again. Mm -hmm. And 
while you're healing and while you're getting over the inflammation and the instability, yeah, there are certain things, the forward bending and stuff like that mm-hmm. you shouldn't do, but the spine has natural directions and ranges of motion and it can create more problems than it solves if you then all of a sudden take a movement out of your natural movement repertoire. So I I get really... I, I'm the same way. I think, oh, I can't do that. And it's like, well, no, I couldn't do that a year ago, but can I do it now? Um, right. And yeah, but he's probably needs to do a lot of cobras and a lot of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to get him to do those things. So he's, he's slowly, he's slowly kind of, he's kind of now attending my gentle classes in the evening. So Good. at least he's getting some of that movement in and the pandemic mm-hmm. for him of course, you know, for some, whatever reason, he just starts walking more and he loses a bunch of weight. <laughs> so, oh. you know, it just kind of worked out in his favor. He was able to kind of lose some weight and it, that has him. also helped him yeah. as well, you know, over yeah. the past year again, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. so how are you? Okay. So all these gentle practices yeah. that you've kind of cultivated and using the, even the yoga tuna balls probably. Um, so how do you, Oh, in- and I do want to go back yeah, yeah. to when I said the productive discomfort. Oh yeah. Jill is always saying it doesn't have to hurt to work. So yeah. there are ways that you can get on the yoga tuna balls. And if you are accessing doing something for the first time that you've ever done it, it's probably going to create a lot of sensation, mm-hmm. but after a little while, uh, if you come back to it and come back to it, then your body will say, Oh, I know this. And I, hopefully there won't be tears. When I first, <laughs> first few times I did the technique for the gluteus medius, cause with my hip instability, that's a muscle for me that tends to always be gripped. There were tears and, and this is one of the things that we train people. If you can't take a breath while you're doing one of these techniques, then you need to find a way to modify it. Yeah. But yeah, I had times when I was like, couldn't take a breath Ooh. and but now, now my gluteus medius is like, oh, hello. Yes. Thank you. for <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you for, for that lovely massage and, and, and re- bringing me some blood flow and flushing out that waste material. <laughs> yeah. I think I did a little bit of that too. And I would love actually, um, yeah, I've done the, I've actually taken them too is put and put them on my glutes and kind of did that little kind of kneeling massage where you kind of wiggle mm-hmm. around a little bit yeah. and yeah. you're getting the calves, you're getting your hamstring, you're just getting, everything's getting yeah. tension there. It's one of my favorites. That as a runner, that must feel really good. To oh you. yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I actually did show, I go, you guys had to, I even told a couple of my runner friends, like, you've got to just try these right now and mm-hmm. just do this. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is amazing. <laughs> um, but anyway, so like, so how do you take a lot of these uh, gentle practices that you've kind of created over the period of time and just even instill them off the mat? Mm. Um, well, that's where you get. So I'm not, I, I'm, I may be answering a different question than you asked, but yeah. to me, that's where you get to the fact that yoga is not just the physical practice. Um, So there's the pause and in any kind of a general yoga practice that you do, a lot of what we teach is taking a pause, you know, observing your breath, observing your body, observing your 
in, in, in going into an, an interoceptive state, a state of noticing how you are. And so even off the mat, in a, in a stressful situation, you're doing a podcast interview with someone, um, taking that pause, how am I feeling? And, and noticing, and it's a, it's, it, I think it was the secret to me no longer being angry was me being able to notice how I was responding to a situation before my feelings and my responses got out of hand. So to me, that's one of the most important things that we teach on the mat is to have those pauses and those moments of observation and checking in with yourself. And it doesn't have to be a two minute thing. It can just be a beat. It can be a breath that you're like, Oh, wow. Like, and, and you learn to notice if something happens, if somebody says something, you notice those, you get physical triggers as well as emotional responses. And you just start to be able to tune into those better. So is that the question you asked? That actually <laughs> was the most perfect answer ever. Yes, okay. I, that was, yeah, that was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. All right. So this leads us up to the very last question. And uh, so, yeah, I, I asked this to everybody just because everyone has, everyone has similar, but the similar, but different experiences. So I just want to get everyone's take on it. So what do you feel is the most valuable lesson that you learned? Like you mean just during 2020, especially since there was such an upheaval there. Yeah, I was trying to, I, I actually, you know, because listeners, Laura sends you the questions ahead of time. Um, <laughs> and I was, I was going over them and I was talking to my husband last night. I said, this is a hard one. And he said, well, you learned that you can teach yoga online, but I like, that wasn't a lesson. That was something that I learned that I can teach yoga online. When I first did it, I hated it. I was like, this is the worst. I'm not connecting with people. I can't hear their breath. It's like awful. Yeah. I hate it. I can't do this. And now it's like, I like it. And I love the commune. Um, but I think on a kind of broader level, this is so much like what Anne said, that we can just do with so much less. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I love how little time I'm spending in my car. I love that I have, the time I'm gesturing to my dog and we didn't talk about my dog, but um, we got this dog at the beginning. We had already, we had put the deposit on him before the pandemic and the shutdown and what a blessing to have had that. So it, it, it kind of brought me back into what's important in my family life. I feel like my husband and I have a better relationship than than before because we've been back to collaborating we've been collaborating mm-hmm. on this room and and it's not just him going off doing his things and me going off doing my things so I think it's kind of caused a, a distillation of you know what are the important things I, I miss a lot of the relationships and I know that when I can get back out there and interact with people I'll be like, oh, thank God. You know, I, I, I told you I had my first private yeah. one-on-one student in the house. We've both been vaccinated. And it was like, I said, I'm afraid I'm going to start petting you. Like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm so excited to have a body in front of me. 
<laughs> yeah, it is a it's but, a different feeling for sure. I mean, I yeah. there's people I I know I haven't even talked to probably since last year, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm I'm missing them. Absolutely. And so I'm hoping that, you know, over the next several months that, you know, that that'll begin to kind of open up a little bit again and we can have that more, have that connection, that face-to-face with people in person for sure. But I I have gotten more connected with the outdoors. I've always been someone who goes out and tries to get into the woods every day if I can. It's one of the reasons why I have dogs to, so that I can't say, oh, I don't, it's too cold. It's too wet. <laughs> you know, you have to go. Um, and I've just been able to spend more time doing that. I've been able to spend more time like studying with teachers. There's this guy, Tom Waldron, who's a Franklin Method teacher in England. And I've been able to do workshops with him because he's offering yeah. them on Zoom. And mm-hmm. that's really cool. Um, so there have been blessings and I, I do think that it was good for the earth to take a pause and all the people to stop driving their cars. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. We actually sold one of our cars. We were like, we don't need two of them anymore. So yeah, we got wow. rid of one of them. Yeah. We were just wow. like, like refinance the house, get rid of a car. You know, we're all just, we're doing the basement up, you know, everything. Yeah. Everything, everything that happened was it provided a lot of blessing to in different areas, you know, for sure. I do still feel I, 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 I was ready to close my studio, but I, I just, I heard from a student the other day and she said, I just, you know, I feel like I took, took the studio for granted and, you know, she still misses so much the Mm -hmm. community and the people. So I do hope that, we can get back. People need that community so that even though I'm an introvert, I'm kind of happy as a clam being alone in my house. (laughs) Um, And I, you know, and charging myself up with my husband and my daughter and my son and my other daughter and the dogs and a couple close friends. But I I also recognize that need for community. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much, Allison, for spending time with me today and just sharing your energy. This has been a really fun conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks again. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. All right. Take care. Hope you enjoyed this conversation with Allison. So be sure to check out the show notes um, to see for any future trainings that she may be offering. And as always, don't forget to share, review, and subscribe. Be well, my friends.